Hey family, welcome back to this week's episode of Known, a podcast presented by Humble Daily where we've opened the door for people with platforms to speak a little bit about their battles and their burdens that they've faced in their life. And this week, I'm very excited. We got to sit down with none other than Wonder Abs herself. That's right. I'm talking Genesee Sager. Genesee's a loving wife who tells it like it is. She's incredibly welcoming since the very first time that I ever got to meet her, and she's easily one of the most disciplined people that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. We got to chat a little bit about everything, from the uncertainties of marrying a sponsored athlete, a recent change in her career path, and even the possibility of when we might see some little baby Sagers running around this world. And I know we're all ready for that. And so guys, before we get rolling, Cole and Genesee actually share our favorite sponsor with us, and that is Cody Coffee Company. You guys, you can use the code KNOWN, that's K-N-O-W-N, for 25% off at your next checkout. 25% off the best bag of coffee you're ever going to have. Hey guys, head over to CodyCoffee.com. You can check them out in the show notes and in the link below. Man, we hope you guys will take it, enjoy it, and help support the purpose that Jesse is really moving towards. We love him, we believe in him, and that's why we push him. We hope that the next time you're tuning into an episode, you're sitting back sipping on some Cody Coffee. But hey guys, we hope you enjoy this episode and really take something from it. We love you, be blessed. Okay, Genesee Sager. What's your middle name? Louise. Genesee Louise Sager. Well... First and foremost, let's just address the elephant in the room. Everyone wants to know how you got your abs. <laughs> so, could you enlighten us? Um, abs are made in the kitchen. It's true, unfortunately. Um, everybody has abs. They're just usually beneath a layer of fat. Yeah. That's the depressing. <laughs> I, have, I have yet to see the waist trainer at your house. I'm a little belt, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they might be hiding around here somewhere. I'm sure Cole has one. So. <laughs> Very cool. I've never seen more people comment on anyone's Instagram or anything like that. Every time you post, someone's like, oh my gosh, what's your average? It's so surprising to me because, I mean, there's so many people who have much better abs than me or way more fit. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah, people comment on that for me. Hey, run with it. Make yeah. a little program, make some money off it, <laughs> right? <clears throat> Sweet. Well, Jen, see, I think uh, a lot of people know about Cole's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think your story gets told as much. And so, uh, if you would, just kind of enlighten us a little bit, broad, big picture, um, where you're from, how you grew up, kind of stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, I'm from Spokane, Washington, grew up here, um, grew up in a very active family. I got uh, parents and a younger brother, and the four of us all uh, lived a pretty, fairly active life, um, played competitive softball and volleyball, and then did my undergrad in Utah where I played uh, softball there and then did, I was there for three years during which that time I met Cole. He was playing football at the University of Washington. Uh, we were introduced and after dating him for ooh, just a few months I decided to change where I was going to go to grad school and go to grad school where he was at. Um, hindsight, I can't believe my parents let me do that after knowing, <laughs> knowing him for only a couple months. Um, but so then I went to grad school at the University of Washington. Um, so I think Cole and I were there for one year together and then we both stayed in Seattle while I finished out my last few years of pharmacy school. Um, and then we moved back here to Spokane. Um, geez, it's been almost three years now. Hmm. 
That's awesome. And you have a brother? One brother? One younger brother. One yes. younger brother. Okay. What kind of stuff did you guys do growing up? Like, just as a family? So, my mom... My, the... My mom and dad and my brother are all fairly into, like, more the individual sports, not so much the team sports. I was the, the one in the family who did the team sports more so. Um, but it was a lot of, like, hiking, backpacking, um, running, jeez, you name it. Like, any, yeah, just any of the more individual stuff um, you can think of. Sweet. So I know... Um... I've heard from multiple sources Cole's side of the story about how you guys met and how he, <laughs> he saw you throwing a football and catching a football, oh. basically, um, and just kind of love at first sight for him. Yeah. What's, what's your side of the story? So my story is a lot shorter than Cole's. <laughs> um, unless you want your podcast to be like three hours with him, don't ask him this question. <laughs> um, so we had a mutual friend introduce us. Um, See, I would have, yeah, we were both in undergrad at the time. I was living in Utah. Cole was in Seattle, and his roommate was my friend from high school. And him and his roommate, David, he was the one who introduced us. Um, they both played football together at UW. And David would tell Cole, was like, hey, there's this girl you got to meet. Like, you two would be great together. And Cole's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And he was telling me the same thing. Oh, you got to meet my roommate, Cole. Like, you'd love him. You guys would get along so well. And it's like, well, okay, you know, we're 800 miles apart. Like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> and somehow there became, like, this running joke that Cole and I were going to get married. Um, I think I made a joke about, like, proposing to him at some point. And I, I'd never met Cole before. I just felt, <laughs> like, all through David and... Um, Nothing that either of us really thought much about. And I had a softball tournament up in Seattle probably like six months after this all started. And I was going to meet up with some of my friends there um, who were going to school there after the game. And one of those was David. And he was like, oh, perfect. I'll bring Cole. Like, we can, like, you know, you guys can get married and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh, no. Like, <laughs> I, I was kidding, like, this guy's going to think I'm a weirdo. I didn't think I'm, I was actually going to meet him. Um, and so David was telling Cole the same thing, like, oh, Genesee's in town, you got to come meet her. And he's like, ah, oh, no, man, like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> some random girl, I'm good. Um, we ended up meeting. There was a group about a half a dozen of us or so. And it was, everyone was just kind of like, kind of like looking at me and Cole, like, oh, something's going to happen. And we were both like, eh. Okay, <laughs> like it's kind of awkward, um, but I mean he was really nice, friendly. But it, I mean we spent a total of like an hour or two together in a group setting. Like you don't really get to know someone. Um, I think we we exchanged numbers after that more so just out of courtesy from everyone else in the group because <laughs> they were all like eyeing us, expecting it. Um, so I went back to Utah. He stayed in Seattle, and I think we like texted a little bit for like a week or two, and then things just died off. Neither of us were like. This, I mean, we live so far apart. This isn't, I don't even know you. Then probably like six months later, it's summer. I'm back home uh, for the summer. David's back home for the summer. Cole comes to visit David here in Spokane for a weekend. And right away, David hasn't given up. And he's like, okay, Cole's coming into town. Uh, we're going to like do, the, do all this stuff this weekend. You should join us. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> sure, sure, David, like, I'll come out. So, basically, like, 
Cole comes in on a Friday night, <clears throat> and I don't even know if he knew I was coming over or not. He's like, oh, this crazy girl's, like, stalking me. And so we ended up spending, like, basically every second of the weekend together, the three of us. Um, we just really hit it off once we got to know each other more one-on-one by the end of the weekend. Um, Cole and I was just like, the two of us, and was like, hey, you want to do this? And so he left and went back to Seattle, and we were like, okay, we're going to date and live 800 miles away, which we ended up doing for a year before I moved up to Seattle. Awesome. Now it's love, huh? Yeah. So it was it was that weekend that we, he spent over here where we tossed the football, and that's the story that he'll, he'll talk <laughs> that's about. That's what he runs Yeah. With. Awesome. A lot of people know the fitness side of you, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the platform that you've been thrust into. A lot of people don't know that you're actually trained as a pharmacist. Yeah. Right? And yep. so you went through school. You're doing all mm-hmm. these different things. Um, pharmacy school is not easy. No. By any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> right? So what, how long were you in school? Uh, after high school, it was an additional seven years. Yeah. And so you worked your butt off for seven years, mm-hmm. right, to get a great paying job that really you could probably do anywhere in the world, right, yep. with a lot of job security. Uh, and just recently, you've had some really big life changes. Yep. Uh, can you kind of talk through that? Yeah. So after I graduated, I worked for a couple years as a pharmacist and... Earlier this year, a little bit last year, um, it just kind of started to take become a strain on, I guess, all of the opportunities that we have. I mean, it's really hard to work a full time a full time job and then get enough time off to be able to travel to all of Cole's competitions and whatnot. And I mean, we have this tremendous opportunity for this short period of life to experience all of these amazing things that we've been blessed with these incredible opportunities to travel all around the world. I mean, we're going to South Africa next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not be able to take advantage of these opportunities while working a full-time job as a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Um, I had originally f- considered part-time, um, but it was, was kind of tricky to do with the job that I had. And then at the end of the day, I mean, it's still constraints that I still likely would have missed out on these opportunities. I mean, we we have got to meet some incredible people, build some amazing relationships already just in the six, eight months, however long it's been uh, since I left my job. So a lot of people would look at, look at the decision and be like, eh, I don't know how smart that was. <laughs> um, but I know that if I ever needed to, I can jump right back in Mm -hmm. to the profession. I just don't want to look back. I'm not going to look back at the end of my life and think, wow, I wish I would have worked more. Yeah. I want to take advantage of the opportunities that we have because they are so amazing right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if, if you're anything like me, like, so I'm in medical school, Mm -hmm. um, you went to pharmacy school, you like security, right? Oh, you yes. Desire... That was why I just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I like security, and I love that. So you went from a great-paying job mm-hmm. in a very respected field that you can do anywhere around the country 
to let's put all our eggs in the sponsored athlete basket, um, which is arguably <laughs> smart one of the most volatile careers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what has that been like? Because it really seems to go against the grain of like yeah. your personality. Oh, and how for, you operate. I mean, yeah, I'll like be laying in bed some nights and be like, oh man, what was I thinking? Like, this was not a smart decision. Um, yeah, so it, it it's been it's honestly gone way better and way more smoothly than I was anticipating. Um, I don't think when I left my job, I fully realized like how many areas I could assist Cole in and how much stronger we were together and how much more he, he, how much more effective he was as, um, as an athlete. And then the, like the whole presence that he has on social media and in the CrossFit space and whatnot, uh, Having me to help with, I mean, there's countless things during the day. We've just been able to maximize more so. Uh, there was a lot of things slipping through the cracks. Emails that wouldn't get responses for weeks and weeks and weeks and text messages and phone calls and uh, sponsor requirements and whatnot. He just couldn't keep up by himself um, and still, and, and not lose out on any other aspects of his life or uh, let any other responsibilities fall through. Mm-hmm. And Cole, Cole's not the best at responding to stuff, as is. is it? <laughs> He's gotten a little better. <laughs> but, yeah, not not his strongest quality. Yeah, so the reason I'm sitting in your house right now is because you answered a DM, <laughs> right? Not because Cole <laughs> To be fair, DM. it was, like, three months later or something, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so, so, so for the listeners that don't know, um, we met Cole and Genesee at the CrossFit Games one year. Um, I shot Genesee a DM. Uh, I probably because you had less followers was probably my mindset of like <laughs> she'll maybe she'll see it, um, and then what was it? Months later. Months later. You emailed me and we're like yeah, and then I kind of pitched hey, can I come film a day in the life with you guys? And yeah. Then I was like what, what hotel should I stay at? And you guys were like <laughs> our guest room. <laughs> and then I was like what the heck? So yeah, that's kind of cool. That but long story short. If you need to contact the Sakers, yeah. reach out to Jess. <laughs> Cole is amazing, but getting back to text messages is not his strong suit. No, no, no. Um, very good at many things, but that may not be one of his things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so talk me through some more just initially taking that step of faith, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. it was, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a huge step of faith that, that God's going to come through yes. and what you feel like uh, he's doing in your life. What went into that? Like, what what was your guys' thought process? What were some fears that you had? Some maybe some insecurities that um, that really came to fruition as you guys were like, mm-hmm. "Holy smokes, we're about to do this." Yeah. Um, honestly, I, th- I think we had a lot more of the talks of the the what ifs and uh, like if he if he gets injured, if the CrossFit Games cease to exist, mm-hmm. um, just yeah. So so many other so many of the the negatives and the what could happens. We had those talks. Way earlier than I was even, way sooner than the time where I was seriously thinking about leaving my job. Um, And at that point, it wasn't me actually leaving, like, wasn't real on the forefront. But I think we kind of got those talks out early. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, we knew that God will provide no matter what. Mm -hmm. And we had faith that... Everything would work out despite my employment status. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the nice thing about pharmacy, too, is if you leave one job, it's not like it's a 
grind to try and find something else. Like, as long as you're flexible, I mean, you can get a good paying job and make a living yeah. with most pharmacy jobs. So, I mean, just having that security is nice as well, knowing that if I ever did need to go back for financial reasons, very reasonable. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, No, you shouldn't thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, let, let's jump back on kind of here. So there's um, this idea that, like you said, you kind of touched on it. I mean, there's there's several ways that Cole's career could potentially end, uh-huh. right? Like if we're living in a hypothetical situation of he gets hurt, he loses sponsors who are his pay, mm-hmm. right? He, with all the changes in the CrossFit games now, who the heck knows what's going to happen yeah. to all that different stuff. Um, and I know you guys are so rooted in your faith. Uh, I like to think that I am too, but it doesn't change the fact that sometimes I still feel like, God, what the heck are you doing? Or like, what if, you know, what if this happens? And then I can really get deep into that trench and fret about what if this does happen and kind of get down those holes? Mm -hmm. Like what, what's an area for you that you found yourself really like, okay, I'm just going to have to lean into God in this because I don't know how this is going to happen. Mainly the the fact that so much of the income could be gone in an instant, whether it be not qualifying for the games or an injury. Like, those are kind of, like, the two main things mm-hmm. where, I mean, it could be completely random and Cole gets hit by a car and everything comes to a halt. Yeah. But... I think a lot of the the support we've received in the last six months or so has kind of shown that that wouldn't necessarily be the case. Mm-hmm. Ne- life wouldn't come to a halt. His his career as the person that he is would not come to a halt. And then I think like what what he would lose with competi- with not having the competition and possibly not sponsors, whatnot. There's so many other ways we can fill that bucket. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And so I want to talk to you about like you, right? So you, you married Cole, right? And I know me and you've had conversations off air of, you always thought Cole would have a platform of some form. Oh, absolutely. Um, But you necessarily, you've kind of been thrust into this spotlight of like, you have a lot of followers now and you have your own kind of fan group and all these different things that maybe you weren't always expecting. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not, not at all to say you don't deserve it because I think you're very deserving of it. But what has that been like, right? Because you didn't ask for the spotlight. Like you didn't ask for any of these things, but it's it's a product of the life that you're living. Yes. What has that been like? It's it's weird, to be honest. Like I, you would have told me like where we are, where, where I would be... Um, Ten years ago, I complete. I would have laughed. Like, there's <laughs> no way. Like, that's not me. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, like I keep everything pretty lighthearted, and I take stuff with a grain of salt on social media. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 not uh, it's not nearly as important as people make it out to be, mm-hmm. and people have a lot more. Uh, confidence to put stuff out there to put 
comments, posts, whatnot in text form when they can hide behind their screen. And I know that in person, most people wouldn't be saying or doing the things that they put out Mm -hmm. on social media. Um, So when you take everything with a grain of salt, I think it's easier to digest the fact that you have so much of a platform on social media or people do make comments or say things or whatnot at the end of the day I mean it's just social media yeah have you found that it has it at all changed maybe for for better or for worse the way that you carry yourself maybe at a CrossFit competition because you know maybe people know who you are no because I was never the person who was going to act out or do anything stupid or say anything (laughs) stupid anyway so there's really no change (laughs) no that's awesome what about anything I know a lot of the girls I know who struggle with social media struggle because either they lose their voice or they lose, they're, they're trying to pertain to someone they're not, right? So they're like trying to put stuff out there, yeah. which I don't see in you. Um, I think one of the things I respect the most about how you and Cole run your social medias is it's very out there, right? Like this is who we are. Yeah. And once I got to know you guys, it was like, wow, that really is, that's, that's them. You know, yeah. like they're not trying to show anything. Um, <clears throat> has there ever been a point in kind of this path where you maybe felt like you lost your voice in, um, in trying to get more followers and doing Oh, absolutely like not. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's something I feel very, a quality that I feel blessed that both Cole and I have is we're very confident in just who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's tons of insecurities in a million other areas, but we know who we are, the core of us, and I we're not going to let social media change that. Yeah, I think, I think something especially girls really struggle with is kind of the body image side of oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. And that's something I know, I, like I said, I really respect about you guys is you are who you put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be kind of some advice you would give to people that maybe feel like they've lost their voice or maybe feel like um, they have to change who they are in order to get affection and to get attention? Oh, be yourself. Just hardcore be yourself and be confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what... <clears throat> One of the things I love about you and Cole is you 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 build your lives on very tangible things, right? So there's there's morals and there's mantras and there's all these different things. What are some of the pillars that you personally live your life by? One of the main things would just be doing the right thing no matter what. I have a pretty pretty black and white sense of like wrong and right. There's not a whole lot of gray mm-hmm. with me, so it's easy to approach most situations and if I don't know what to do, in my heart of hearts, I, my, my soul knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that it's a pretty de- easy decision to make. Just going through day-to-day things, what is the right choice? What is the wrong choice? Yeah. So I know, like, <clears throat> faith is a huge part of your guys' life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a huge part of what you guys have chosen to... St- the, uh, it's a huge platform you've chosen to stand on, essentially. Um, what's kind of your faith story like? Did you grow up in faith or did you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a Catholic family, uh, both my mom's side and my dad's side, all Catholic. Um, grew up, went to Sunday school, um, every week up until like high school and when, like when sports, uh, got busy on Sundays. Um, but faith was always there it was never re- i guess strongly stressed or strongly talked about i mean it it uh there was definitely probably like 
the strongest, one of the strongest foundations you could have. There just wasn't the relationship. So when I met Cole, he opened my world up to what, what having a relationship with God looks like. Not just saying like, yes, I'm a believer. God is there. Um, seeing, I mean, I'd never been to anything but a Catholic church before. So seeing like people pour out their souls during worship or hearing messages that actually actually resonated with me or going to a sermon where I knew what was going on and I was fully, I, I was paying attention the whole time. It wasn't just um, like rituals or other things that make it easy to lose attention, honestly. And for some people, that's great. Like, I'm not saying there's a, a right or a wrong way. And I know some very, very devout Catholics who I have an utmost respect for. But for me, it just wasn't quite as fitting. And I didn't have the relationship that I do now. And that's something that Cole opened up my world to. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I think we see people's faith play out in a lot of ways in their life. Um, and the little bit of time that I've gotten to spend with you, one of the, the things I've really noticed is your, your crazy discipline, right? Like, so you, you seem like you're someone, like you said, if you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. You're very black and white. You're not, there's no middle ground. It's, this is who I am. This is how I operate. And this is what you're going to get. Kind of thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and I love that. <laughs> and so... Uh, how is how has your faith kind of permeated into other areas of your life that you've seen as your relationship with God has grown? Um, how has that kind of manifested itself? I think I, I think it it gives me peace of mind more than anything, knowing that I have a God that I can talk to and have a relationship with and bring my struggles my worries my desires my praises to anything and at the end of the day I know that that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. and it really puts all of our little worries here on earth into perspective when you know that Christ is at the center of everything and at the end of the day that's who's going to be judging you not anything not anyone here yeah absolutely do you think that fitness being such a big part of your life, it makes you better at all areas of your life? Um, I think it can. Yeah. I've definitely learned a lot of my discipline mm-hmm. from fitness and a lot of the traits that you need to uh, fitness as much <laughs> as we do. <laughs> it definitely like translates over into other areas of our life of our life. Um, mostly the, the fitness or mostly the the discipline, but I think also just like being present in what you're doing. I know like in, in the gym, if I'm not fully there mentally for one workout, it's going to suffer and coming back inside the house and in working on something, if my mind is in a bunch of different places, I know that what I'm actually working on suffers as well. And doing all the fitness that we've done has has kind of brought that to light as well. Awesome. Very cool. So um, I got the chance to kind of talk with, to Cole about some stuff, and one of the things that he said was 
uh, mantra you guys try to live your life by is protect the weak among us. And I love that, but I want you to kind of explain what that means to you. Yeah. Uh, protecting the weakest among us. It was something my mom offhandedly mentioned to Cole and I in a conversation we had a few years ago. And I remember afterwards we were driving home and I was like, Hey, did you catch that thing my mom said? And he's like, yeah, like protect the weakest among us. And it was to her, it seemed like this is like, you know, obvious thing, but to both of us, we had just never heard it before or never heard it in those words. And the whole idea is living your life in a way that doesn't cause anybody else to stumble and fall. If you're an alcoholic, I'm not going to have a drink in front of you, even if I don't have a problem. Um, if you have an issue with, uh, food and have been trying to not eat fried foods, even if it doesn't affect me, I'm not going to provide that temptation for you. Mm -hmm. We want to live our lives in, in a way that sets a good example for anyone and everyone so that we aren't, we aren't giving any of the temptations, I guess. Cole can probably explain it better. <laughs> no. um, not doing anything that would ever cause anybody else to stumble and fall, even if it's nothing that we have an issue with yeah. personally. No, it's, I mean, in simplest form, putting someone else's interests above your own. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> what is it? I think a consistent theme I've seen a lot among a lot of the uh, people that I really look up to in my life, and you guys are among those people, um, is they look up to people and they draw knowledge and information from other people. Um, who, are, who are some people that you really look up to and that inspire you? I feel like that answer, my answer probably changes weekly. Mm -hmm. um, I don't spend the time like searching out, I guess, leaders, inspirational figures, people that are full of wisdom. Cole does a great job of, I guess, delivering some of that info to me. So I'll say like a lot of the, the people that I gain wisdom and knowledge come through like Cole's suggestions or things he's listening to. Um, so... Outside of, like, I guess, his recommendations um, and then, like, sermons that we'll listen to from uh, pastors around the country, I would say outside of those more public figures, I mean, my parents are a huge source of wisdom and help for me. I, I can definitely see how, like, I'm their daughter and the fact that how they've raised me, and they're also, like, very black and white, um, and, and not just them, but, like, my whole extended family. I definitely have immense appreciation for the fact that I have the family that I do, and everyone has a very clear sense of right and wrong, mm -hmm. um, and that's influenced me tremendously. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> is, there, is there one you try to emulate? Like, do you look at anyone and you're like, man, I kind of wish I could be more like that? <laughs> Honestly, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I gain, I, I take little bits from everybody, uh -huh. but there's no one person or no, probably not even 
three or four people that are up there at the top. It's just little bits from everyone. Yeah. So what are, what are some things that you're trying to be better at right now? I say um, one of the biggest things always for me is being 100% present in what I'm doing at the time. My mind runs at a million miles an hour, and I'm always thinking about uh, what I have to be doing and if I can be talking on the phone with like a phone call that I need to make and folding the laundry at the same time or uh, putting info um, in the dock or whatever it be. I think I'm usually trying to multitask a little bit too much and I have to remind myself to slow down and be 100% present in what I'm doing. And I'd say it's especially when there's other people involved. I can, I'm usually not one to, to be on my phone, but if there's other like tasks that need to be done, I'm like, I'm a very busy body. And if I can find something else to also be doing while I'm talking, that's usually what I'm doing. Do you think that's why you're kind of have adopted the role that you've adopted? Um, you can, I want you to talk a little bit more about kind of what you're doing now for yeah. Cole and his training and for everything. But, um, I mean, one of the things I've seen is you're just a doer, right? Like you just get it yeah. done. You don't talk about it. You just do it. Um, and so how has, I think a lot of what you're doing now, it's not something you probably ever would have seen yourself doing, no. <laughs> right? But it's something that you're like, well, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the things kind of you're doing now? Cause I'd imagine at first it was hard to like, okay, like I don't really know what I'm doing here. I have to figure this out. Um, talk us through a little bit about how you're kind of almost one of Cole's coaches now, right? And you're kind of Ben's eyes and some different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wear, you wear a lot of hats in the yes, Seager household. Absolutely. So what are some of those hats? Um, so I guess one of the most, the, the most important part of Cole's career as an athlete right now is him being an athlete. And Ben Bergeron is his coach, hands down. Like I'm, not taking any of that away from him. I am in, by no means a CrossFit coach, but I've spent a lot of time watching Cole work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, I mean, you you notice trends, and uh, I have an athletic background, so I have a decent sense of what's going on. I'm not just completely oblivious to everything that he, he's doing. Um, but Cole, Ben, and I, the three of us, all communicate about Cole's training, and I kind of... Yeah, and Ben's eyes and ears here because Ben's in Boston on the other side of the country. And I provide feedback to Ben with how Cole's doing. And um, all of most of our conversations, it's all three of us, not just Cole and Ben. Um, like when we went out to Boston just a couple months ago, I came out too, and all of our meetings, it was the three of us. So I'm really looped in on everything and can give Ben feedback on how Cole's doing. I see things that Cole necessarily doesn't always see. Um, And then I can also just affirm things that Cole might be reporting back to Ben that affects his training. Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, kind of a question that we try to ask everyone is um, we think a lot of times kind of the struggles or maybe our own insecurities in our life Uh, manifest themselves as pressure and so wearing all the hats that you wear like being a wife to your husband who you're also kind of a coach to who you're also kind of a manager to right Mm -hmm. all these different things that you're doing um maybe not even just in your relationship in all aspects of life what are some areas that you kind of feel pressure in right now that maybe whether that's laying in bed at night whether that's um 
just early in the morning, anything like that? That's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. my gut reaction is I don't feel any pressure. Mm-hmm. If you let me think about that for long enough, I'm sure I can come <laughs> up with something. But I, I think a lot of that is due to the fact that cold doesn't put any pressure on me. So, like, yeah, I, I guess I have expectations for myself, but I, I never feel pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> what, um, <clears throat> so as we're going through this, I know uh, we've talked about it before, but CrossFit's such a short career, right? Yes. And so there's yeah. all these different things. So what, to you, what does life after CrossFit look like? <laughs> um, hmm. Really hard to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I think Cole and I both have such a passion for fitness. I would hope that fitness in some aspect is still a large part of our lives. Um, even after his career as an athlete is over, I know Cole's career goal is to be a speaker, a motivational speaker, and he has the god-given abilities to be a phenomenal speaker he is a phenomenal speaker um and he definitely wants to step into that after he's done competing so i would imagine that my role would be similar to what it is now but just tailored a little bit differently to whatever he is pursuing after competing as an athlete yeah um I love that. So one of the things I really like about you guys is you you kind of live your whole life in the unknown, right? And so yeah. <laughs> you're, so many people fear the unknown, and it's something that they're not willing to step into because I think people would rather be, um, they'd rather be un- unhappy than uncomfortable, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, and so you guys really, I mean, you don't know if Cole's going to make the games every year. That's not a guarantee, no. right? There's no guarantees in the sport of CrossFit. There's no, no guarantees now that you're not a pharmacist. You don't have a consistent paycheck coming in that you used to have you don't know after crossfit what's going to happen with your marriage what's going to happen with your life how what are some kind of strategies or just maybe ways that you guys live your life that makes helps you not i don't want to say cope because you're not coping you guys mm-hmm. are thriving but um that allows you guys to live that out and to live in the unknown and to be comfortable in the uncomfortable having faith i mean that is absolutely the number one thing just having the faith that god will provide and I definitely have Cole to thank for that unwavering faith. Because if it was up to me, I would be much more terrified. <laughs> but when he's calm and confident and has the faith, it helps me do the same. Yeah, absolutely. What um? So do you? Are you more of a worrier? But in yeah, your soul, I, I wish I could say no. But yeah, no, I yeah. definitely am. What um? As far as like the future goes, is there anything that kind of is fearful for you. Like I'm scared. I, I'm fearful about certain things in my future in terms of just like, I mean, I have a pretty stable path ahead of me, yeah. but I'm still like, what's that going to look like? How's it going to go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, with that unknown, I mean, I know you guys are, are good at living in it and good at thriving in it, but what kind of fears come along with that? Most people, just not everybody in my family has the, uh, standard job where you have an employer and have, job security and benefits and we had phenomenal health insurance Mm -hmm. through my dad's job growing up and now being off on your own and now the fact that 
self-employed, technically are both self-employed, which seems weird to say. Never thought I would be self-employed. Um, I think that the unknown that comes with not having the security from an employer, because that's what I kind of had ingrained in me my whole life, and knowing that if one of us gets hit by a bus or some tragedy happens, it could be really hard. Um, and then also with starting a family, hopefully within the next few years, I guess not having that security is probably my main worry. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think a lot of people share that. <laughs> um, so kind of as we're talking about the future, what's what's the timeline look like for little Sagers running around? <laughs> I don't know. Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we, we still got a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it is in the in yes. the hopes. Yeah, it is. Awesome. What do you guys hope for? You got a number or two kids. Two kids. Boy and girl. One boy, one girl. Yeah. You want to raise them in Spokane? Yes. Very cool. <clears throat> you gonna force them to CrossFit? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have some fit babies. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Um, so what do you have? I kind of want. I really like that you couldn't have dreamed up and envisioned where your life's at now as a little girl or 10 years ago even, right? Um, So what can you kind of say to people that don't really have direction or don't really have a path? Um, They have desires, they have gifts, they have these things, they have a work ethic and they're disciplined and willing Mm -hmm. to do things, but they don't know where to go and they don't know how that's going to get there. Like, if, if you were given a piece of paper, there's no way you could have drawn out your path for the last 10 years, right? No. Um, so what's your advice to people in, in dealing with that and kind of being faithful along the way? Yeah, I mean, at, at least for us, I mean, it still boils down to, number one overall, just having faith and having the the confidence that it will work out, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. And I know for me, like in the instant, I'm always looking for like the, the one step that I can take. I'm not looking to make leaps and bounds in a day, but if I can take one step towards a goal, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put one brick down and build my house brick by brick, day by day. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it. We love you, Dennis. What, um, where can people find you? Uh, never thought anyone would ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram? Is, is, is that what I'm supposed to say? Yeah, what's your Instagram? <laughs> My name, Genesee Sager. Nobody can spell it. G-E-N-A-S-E-E Sager, S-A-G-E-R. Yeah. If you want all the dirt on coal, head yep. on to Genesee. Oh, I got it all. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, make sure you give her a follow. Thanks so much for your time, Genesee. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope that that was helpful. Man, we love sitting down with Genesee and chatting with her anytime we get the opportunity. Uh, Cole and Genesee are very close friends of ours, and we're very grateful for their presence in our life. So guys, hey, go give Genesee a follow. Go give her, find her on all her social. She's most active on Instagram, as she said. Um, you can find her there, and you can find all the dirt on Cole, and you can also learn more about how, what a great person Genesee is. Uh, we're very encouraged by her and very happy to know her, and we're better because of her. So very thankful for that. Guys, go check out Cody Coffee. Again, you can use the code KNOWN for 25% off your next purchase. 
and that with 25% off, you're basically getting it the same as you would get a thing of Folgers. So there's really no excuse. Go try it out. Go check it out and let us know and tag us when you're drinking it. Uh, it really is our favorite coffee, and we just love what they're doing over there. But hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for all you're doing for us. We appreciate you more than you know. If you would, go like and leave a review, an actual typed-out review. It means more to us than you know. helps us in a big way. So thank you guys so much. Hope you have a great day and a great week. Music is Intersection by DJ Quads. You can find him on his YouTube channel at DJ Quads, and you can find him linked in the show notes below.